What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Maylari. So here I am, back in the studio. I haven't done an episode of the studio in about two weeks now, almost. Last week, I went to the BC Basketball Clemson game. Clemson was a top 20 team in the country. Figured I had to go to that game since BC uh, was hosting there. BC actually ended up getting the win, uh, which was awesome. So I was happy to be able to go to that game. I obviously did miss my show last Tuesday. Uh, I will be live again in the studio tomorrow, so I'll be here back in WZBC tomorrow night at 7. So today is the bean pot. Tonight, 5 o'clock at 8 o'clock. BC will be playing Harvard at 5, and then Northeastern will be playing BU at 8. I'm going to give a quick preview of both of those games, talk about the bean pot overall, and then go into each team, all four teams, talk about some players to watch out for, what each team needs to do to try to win the tournament. And then I'll also probably stop that episode after I'm done with the bean pot, just to keep this as a bean pot upload, and then also talk about some other news in sports as well. After starting a new recording, I'll talk about Tom Brady's retirement. I'll talk about Kyrie Irving's trade to the Mavericks, and maybe talk about Sean Payton being traded to the Denver Broncos to be the new head coach, with Nathaniel Hackett being fired, obviously, during the season. So I'll break all that down. I'm going to start off with the bean pot, though, as I said. So there's going to be a bean pot preview to start off. Then I'll get into everything else as well uh, in just a second. So I'll start off with the bean pot. 70th bean pot tournament is tonight. This will probably be the most competitive tournament uh, in years as all four teams can compete. BC's been in a little bit of a downtrend as of late. Uh, but as for the other teams, Harvard's a wagon, BU's a wagon. And the Northeastern's just starting to find their footy again after a tough midseason struggle. Uh, but I'm excited to see what will happen tonight. Overall, BU has the most beanpot titles of any of the four schools. They have 31. So obviously always coming into this tournament, they're always a favorite. And this year, they're just as good as they've been in any year um, in the past. So this is probably their best season they've had in years. BU's just been a wagon. They're number three in the country right now in the rankings. As I said, 31 beanpots of them overall. They've appeared in the title game in six of the last seven tournaments. So they're always a good bet to bet on winning the first game, the semifinal game, which is tonight. They'll be playing Northeastern, as I said. As for BC, the last time they appeared in a B-Pot final was 2019. They lost to Northeastern. The last tournament they won was in 2016. They beat BU that year in 2016, one to nothing in overtime. But BC has not been back in the final since they lost in 2019. So they've lost every single semifinal game from 2017 to 2022, besides in 2019. But obviously there was no tournament in 2021 because of the pandemic. For BC, though, they did have a run where they won five in a row, which was actually the longest win streak, or second longest, that is, excuse me, the second longest win streak in Beanpot history. They won from 2010 to 2014. They won five straight titles. Uh, overall, BC has 20 titles, the second most in the tournament. Then you got Harvard. They got 11 championship titles on their own. The last time they won was 2017. They've appeared in the finals just once since losing in the Beanpot final in 2008 to BC. They won in 2017, but since that 2017 title, they haven't been in the Beanpot final at all. And the last time they lost in the Beanpot final was 2008. So they've only been in two Beanpot finals since 2008, losing in 2008 and then losing, or winning, that is, excuse me, in 2017. So losing in 2008 and then winning in 2017. They've only made the Beanpot final two times since 2008. They knew like a BC only made it once since 2016, and 2016 was the time that they won. So, obviously for Harvard and BC, both of those teams have struggled to get past the semifinal round. Then you got Northeastern and BU have just been getting to the Beanpot final round, it seems like in a blink, over the last four to five years. Northeastern's won, actually, three of the last four tournaments. Uh, they did win in 2018, 2019, and 2020, then lost in the 2022 finals last year to BU, losing that game one to nothing in a very close game. 
Northeastern, though, as I said, being able to win three in a row, though, and three-peat from 2018 to 2020 really got the program back on track. And obviously, Northeastern now is a powerhouse in college hockey, especially in the Hockey East. So it's good to see Northeastern turn things around since before that, they didn't win a title since 1988. So being able to win in 2018 and get their – honestly, like it was just get confidence back, right? Because they made it to the finals a good amount. It was just being able to put everything together. So being able to win in 2018 proved to this team that, okay, we can do this. We can compete with any team in this tournament. And obviously now you look at Northeastern winning three of the last four tournaments and losing last year in the finals is very impressive. So overall for Northeastern, they have seven Beanpot titles. That's actually fourth, as I said. So if you go in order, BU has 31, BC has 20, Harvard has 11, Northeastern has seven. But as for Northeastern, though, they're not a team just to gawk at and, and just blink and just think you're going to beat them. They've appeared in the Beanpot title game in seven of the last nine tournaments. So you look at BU, they've appeared in the Beanpot title game six of the last seven tournaments, right? Northeastern's been in the Beanpot final game in seven of the last nine tournaments. So BU and Northeastern both do very well getting out of the semifinal matchup game. And as for Harvard and BC, both those teams have been struggling. Harvard has not really had much luck getting out of the semifinal game, only making it two times since 2008, losing in 2008, and then winning in 2017. And then you look at BC as well, not even making a Beanpot final from 2017 to 2022. They obviously did win, though, in 2016. So it's... There's two opposite ends. You've got BC and Harvard never making it to the Beanpot final. Then you have BU and Northeastern just seemingly dominating the semifinal games. And now tonight, one of those teams in each of those games is going to go on to the final and break the curse as for Harvard and BC, that is. So we'll see between Harvard and BC. I'll preview that game in just a minute. And then as for Northeastern, they'll be playing BU at 8 o'clock. Northeastern, though, they always play very well in the Beanpot final and the Beanpot semifinal overall the whole tournament. Northeastern goalies have actually won the Eberle Award in four straight tournaments, and that's given to the goalie with the best uh, save percentage, the highest save percentage. The goalie with that wins the Eberle Award. And Northeastern has won four straight of them. Caden Primo in 2018-2019, Craig Pantano in 2020, and then you had TJ Semnefelter winning with a 972 save percentage in 2022 last year. Even though Northeastern ended up losing that game, one nothing in the final to BU, Overall in the tournament, TJ Sebenfelder stepped in and was unreal in replacement of Devin Levi, who was playing in the Olympics for Team Canada. But for Levi, this is actually his first Beanpot tournament. This is his debut in the Beanpot. Last year, he was playing in the Olympics for Team Canada, as I said. Then in 2021, there was no Beanpot because of the COVID pandemic canceling that. So obviously, this will be a big game for Levi tonight and obviously on a big stage as well. Uh, and Hopefully, he shows up to play so as I said, overall, Northeastern has appeared in the Beanpot title game seven of the last nine tournaments. But one interesting thing is that there has never been a Beanpot final that did not include either BU or BC. BU or BC has appeared in every single Beanpot final ever. So there's been 769 of them now. This will be the 70th Beanpot title uh, tournament. And there has been a final including BU or BC in 69 of 69 of the previous 69 tournaments. So... Is this the year that we'll see a Northeastern versus Harvard game in the final? Because Northeastern and Harvard have never played each other. Northeastern and Harvard have never played each other in a Beanpot title game. Will this be the first year that both teams get there and get a chance to play against each other for a chance to win the title? As I said, BU or BC has been in it every single tournament. One of those two teams has been in the Beanpot final. Harvard, though, even though they really haven't had much luck since 2008, as I said, they have the most NHL draft picks of any team in college hockey. They have 15 
NHL draft picks on their roster. The next team is Minnesota with 14 on their roster. Minnesota is a stacked team in college hockey this year. Could be the team that ends up winning the Frozen Four tournament. So 15 NHL draft picks for Harvard. Then you got BU with 12, Northeastern with 12, and then BC with 8. Just want to break down how much talent is on each team. And obviously, even if a guy is a drafter, that doesn't mean the team's not good enough. They only have eight drafted guys. It just shows how dominant, though, Harvard has been in recruiting guys that find themselves getting drafted in high school, even after their first year of college, depending on their age. So pretty interesting. Harvard leads all college hockey with the most NHL draft picks, I said, with 15. So let's preview the Harvard versus BC game, which is today at 5 o'clock. Harvard, the number 10 team in the Paywise rankings, number 8 in the college hockey rankings last week. Haven't seen the new rankings yet for this week, but they were number 8 last week. They have 15, 16, and 1 on the year. BC, 9, 10, and 6. Uh, BC's always been struggling as of late, as I said. I'm going to break down how they've been playing. They're number 26 in the Paywise rankings as of now. So BC's had really a little bit of falling off, but hopefully they find their footing uh, and get back on track. As for Harvard, though, 3-2 and two in their last five games, including two overtime wins. 7-3 and three in their last 10 games played, 7 wins, 3 losses. They lost their last game 3 to nothing to Quinnipiac uh, before the Beanpot Tournament. So I believe that was on Friday. They lost to Quinnipiac 3 to nothing, who was actually the number two team in the country. So losing to Quinnipiac is never really a bad thing, especially with how good Quinnipiac is this year. Some key players to look out for on Harvard. Junior forward from Hopkinton, Massachusetts, leads them in scoring, and that is Sean Farrell. 12 goals, 22 assists, and 34 points on the year. He's averaging 1.545 points per game, which is actually third best in all of college hockey. Then you got junior forward Alex LeFerriere. He has 13 goals, 14 assists, and 27 points on the year overall. Second most goals on the team with uh, 13, and the second most points on the team as well with 27. He's averaging 1.227 points per game, which is actually 15th best in all of college hockey. Then you got sophomore forward Matt Coronado. Leads them in goals with 14, averaging 1.136 points per game. And then you got their senior goalie, Mitchell Gibson, who's been pretty good for them this year. A 919 save percentage, which is 21st in the NCAA, averaging 2.24 goals allowed against per game. So, obviously, Harvard has a lot of good players, but I just want to highlight just a few of them that you'll probably hear their names tonight, even though there's a good amount that I didn't mention uh, that, that can definitely find themselves in the box score making big plays. So... Harvard, though, as I said, very stacked team, 15 NHL draft picks, and they can score just as good as any team in the country. And obviously that probably is because, you know, when you're 15 NHL draft picks, you have a lot of guys with a lot of talent, and at the end of the day, you're going to have guys that can put pucks in the back of the net when you have 15 guys, and it's very hard to game plan against a team with that many players. But especially since it's only a two-game tournament, really, you only have to win two games, anyone can win. It's really anyone's game, but Harvard – you know, going into this game is probably the second favorite. I'd say it's BU as the favorite. Harvard is the second favorite. Northeast is the third. And then BC in fourth. That's probably the favorites going into this. Harvard, though, is 10th in the country and goes allowed uh, per game, allowing just 2.36 goals per game. So they play very good defense and they can score the puck as well. And that's one thing BC has to really worry about is scoring goals against Harvard. As I said, 10th best in the country and goes allowed per game, allowing just 2.36 goals per game. On average, as for BC, they had number 26 in their pairwise rankings out of the 63 Division I hockey programs. They are 4 2, zero wins, four losses, and two ties in their last six games. But in their previous 11 games before that, BC was very hot. 
Seven wins, two losses, and two ties in their previous 11 games before that six-game stretch where they have gone 0-4-2 in their last six games. But BC has a lot of talent, and that's why, as I said, anyone can really win in this tournament. It really just depends on who gets hot at the right time and can obviously put things together tonight in the semifinal game. you got to obviously win the semifinal game to get to the finals game. If you lose, obviously, tonight, you play in the consolation game next week at 4.30. So you obviously have to put things together, and tonight's the most important night, just being able to win the first game and giving yourself a chance to get to the title game next Monday night at the TD Garden. So for BC, though, 0-4-2 in the last six games, but they have a lot of talent. Cutter Godier, a freshman forward who was the number fifth overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft to the Philadelphia Flyers. He has been playing great on the year. 13 goals, 10 assists, and 23 points. He has one goal, two assists, and three points total though, in his last five games played. BC definitely needs more scoring out of him today. He's averaging 1.095 points per game, which is very good for a forward, uh, freshman forward that is uh, a player that really missed a few games as well with the World Juniors. He's playing for Team USA. Uh, but they need more out of him. Just three points in his last five games. But overall, he had 23 points. Uh, and has been very impressive in his freshman campaign. Next up, Nikita Nestorenko. Probably my favorite player on the team. Forward has had a great year. Five goals, 16 assists, 21 points. Then you got Bruins draft pick Trevor Kuntar. And one thing I want to note about Nestorenko before I move on to Kuntar is Nestorenko has some of the best stick handling skills in all of college hockey that I've, uh, that I've seen. Nestorenko can put the puck anywhere he wants it and go through just about anybody. And hopefully tonight he shows a lot of that magic with his stick and makes some plays for BC. The Eagles obviously need that tonight. Moving on, Bruins draft pick Trevor Kuntar is second on the Eagles with nine goals. He's had a pretty good season. And then you got transfer goalie from Colgate, Mitch Benson in net with a 90.3% save percentage, along with 2.71 goals per game. And it's given up two goals or more in 11 of the last 12 games. And that leads me to what BC's keys are to winning this game. So I said Benson has given up 2.71 goals per game on the year, giving up two-plus goals per game in 11 of his last 12 games. But one thing behind it is that they've given up just three goals or more in eight of 22 games this year. So if BC wants to win, they got to keep Harvard at bay and win, in a lo- and win a low-scoring game, like a two-to-one game. As I said, they've given up, BC's given up two goals or more in 11 of the last 12 games. In 11 of the last 12 games, BC has given up two goals or more. And one thing about Hobbit is they have 10th best in the country in goals allowed per game, just giving up 2.36 goals per game. So if BC wants to win this, they got to keep Hobbit at bay. You have to keep Hobbit at maybe two goals. Keep it around two goals, win it 3 to 2, 3 to 1, 2 to 1, 2 to nothing, 1 to nothing. BC needs a game like that because it's highest scoring. Harvard's going to win this game, in my opinion. Even though BC obviously kept up when they played BU at home in December, or was that yeah, it was December, I believe. BC ended up beating them at home in the Battle of Commonwealth Ave. And Jer- uh, uh, Jerry York night it was in the Battle of Commonwealth Ave. BC ended up winning that game nine to six. They could win a high scoring game, but I think if BC wants to win this game tonight, with how good Harvard is on defense, and they don't really make many dis- mistakes. BC has to win this game. 2-1, to 3-2, to 2-0, two, two to 1-0. Nothing, to nothing. It has to be something like that if BC wants to win. Anything over three goals, like a 4-3 to three game, a 5-4, to four, Harvard's winning. I, I don't think BC can win a game that's over three goals by one team. So we'll, we'll obviously see what happens, but Harvard has just been great all year on defense, and it could be hard for BC to score three goals on Mitchell Gibson. So uh, we'll see what hap- happens in that game. Uh, as for Harvard, though, 
They've been great on the year, really just forcing turnovers and playing smart hockey. And that's one thing BC's been struggling with is getting their defensemen back. They've been caught sleeping. And a team like Harvard, who can force turnovers and go in a rush, can take advantage of that. I mean, they scored eight goals versus Northeastern earlier in the year and beat Northeastern eight to four. So Harvard can put goals on you in a blink. In a blink. They scored eight goals on Devin Levi this year, and that's really hard to do. It's the most he's given up in any college hockey game, to my knowledge. I know he had a tough game last year against U.S. Amherst. I think he gave him seven goals in that game, but eight goals against Harvard this year, uh, which is obviously a tough game for Devin Levi and the Huskies. And Harvard's very disciplined. They're ninth in college hockey uh, with 3.52 goals per game, so they score a lot of goals. As I said, they can score just as, just as good as any team in the country, and they're 10th best in goals allowed per game, so ninth best. And goals per game, 10th best and goals allowed per game. As a BC, the 35th in goals per game with just 2.63. So it's about middle of the pack in all college hockey. Harvard, very disciplined team. Fifth best in college hockey with 3.48 penalties per game. And that's one thing they're not going to do is really make mistakes. Harvard's not going to make mistakes. And that's the thing for BC. They can take advantage of you with their ability to score in power plays. Being 15th best in the country in, in power play percentage with a 23.16% power play percentage. But Harvard's been great on the PK, the penalty kill. 85.48% of their available uh, penalty kills. They've killed off 10th best in college hockey with an 85% penalty kill percentage. So BC needs to hold Harvard under three goals. And they obviously have to take advantage of any mistake Harvard gives them. As I said, Harvard doesn't really make too many mistakes. If BC gets a power play, being 15th best in power play percentage in the country, that's being BC. Their Eagles, uh, the Eagles' power play has been very good this year. As I said, sitting 15th best in college hockey, which is just about the top 25% in all of the league and all of Division One hockey. BC has to take advantage of any mistakes Harvard gives them. And as for Harvard, though, their key to winning this game is just forcing turnovers, playing smart hockey, and going on rush. As I said, BC's defensemen have been struggling to getting back on defense this year, and they've given up some goals sleeping, uh, not getting back on defense. So we'll see what happens in that game. I'm looking forward to tonight's game, BC Harvard at 5 o'clock. That game will be on Nesson, as will the 8 o'clock game, Northeastern BU, which will be the nightcap game at 8 o'clock, uh, will also be on Nesson. So We'll see what happens in the game. Obviously, BC's key to winning is keeping Harvard around two goals or less and winning a 3-2 to two game. And obviously taking advantage of any mistake Harvard gives them. But Harvard doesn't really make too many mistakes overall. And BC, they've allowed 3.78 goals per game, which is 31st in college hockey. And you look at Harvard, they're ninth best in goals per game at 3.52 and 10th best in goals allowed per game. And you have BC being 31st in goals uh, per game or goals allowed per game in 35th in goals per game. So BC's are the middle of the pack in both goals per game and goals allowed per game. 31st in goals allowed per game and 35th in goals per game. So, and then you'll have the top 10 in both those categories. So BC's got to find a way to put pucks in the back of the net tonight on Mitch Benson. As I said, he's not, he's not the best goal in college hockey, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Or, or Mitch Gibson, excuse me. I, I, Mitch Benson is the, North, is the BC goal, excuse me. But Mitch Gibson has been pretty good this year. 91.9% save percentage, along 2.24 goals per game. But it's not impossible to score on him. You could score on him, but obviously BC has to win, and go, has to win this game. If they want to win, they have to win a lower scoring game, like a 3-2 to two or 3-1, to one, as I said. So we'll see what happens in tonight's game. Excited to see what happens in that first game in the semifinal matchup between BC and Harvard. As to BU and Northeastern, this is a nightcap game, which is actually a rematch of the finals game, which was the finals game. 
matchup last year. BU ended up beating Northeastern in that game one to nothing with a third period goal. This is actually the fifth straight year that Northeastern and BU has played each other in the tournament. So they've met in either the semifinal game or the finals game in five of the last five tournaments uh, heading into tonight. So this will be the fifth one in a row. Boston University, 20-6 on the year versus Northeastern, 13-10-3. Record on the year, 13 wins, 10 losses, 3 ties. This will be the nightcap game, 8 o'clock on Nesson. Uh, and I believe it will be uh, Tom Karen calling the game for play-by-play uh, in the Nesson studio, which is pretty uh, exciting. I always love Tom Karen, big fan of him and what he's done over the last decade, a couple decades for the Red Sox. I apologize for that break really quick. I really have done a live episode in... As I said, two weeks. So just getting the timing back of everything. I haven't really done episodes since. I think I did one of the Clippers on January 28th. So that's my last episode in the last week or so. So I'm happy to be able to do this right now. So I appreciate you guys listening in. Whether you're listening to the live recording now on WZBC or you're listening on Spotify, whether it may be Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, I always appreciate it. So thank you guys always for your support. As I said, the five straight years, this will be tonight that BU and Northeast have met in the Beanpot Tournament. BU beat Northeast, as I said last year, in the 2022 Beanpot Finals, one to nothing, winning that game. A very close one, heartbreaker for Northeastern, but that would have been four wins in a row for Northeast in the Beanpot Tournament, and that just must have been too good to be true. Uh, but BC, Harvard, obviously being a matchup, and then you have Northeast and BU being a matchup. You have two teams in BC and Harvard have struggled to get past the semifinal game and get to the title game. And then you got two teams in BU and Northeastern who have been dominating the semifinal game and meeting, have been meeting in the finals game uh, very often in the last five tournaments or so. So we'll see what happens in tonight's game. After Northeastern, I'm going to break down how they've been playing as of late. The number one, tw- the number 21 team in the pay-wise rankings. They were number 20 in the college hockey rankings for a little bit. They fell out of it last week, I believe. Uh, but the number 21 in the pay-wise rankings. Uh, at one point, we were around 38 in the pay-wise rankings when they were struggling midseason. But after a five-game win streak before losing this past weekend, 4-3 to in overtime versus UConn, they find themselves back at 21 in the pay-wise rankings. I believe they're at 18 or 16 or so. I think it was 18 uh, before that game against UConn. So they turn their season around, and credit to Devin Levi, their goalie in net, uh, who will be making his Beanpot debut tonight. A 9.52 save percentage on the uh, over the last six games. Has been brilliant in net and back to his ways of last year for the Huskies. 9.52, 9.52 save percentage in his last six games. And on the year, a 92.7% save percentage, which is seventh best in our college hockey. Some key players to look out for for Northeastern is Aiden McDonough. 17 goals, which is actually third best in all of NCAA hockey. 15 assists, 32 points overall with 1.28 points per game, which is 13th best in all of Division I hockey. Then you look at Justin Ritzkovian, sophomore forward, who's been great for Northeastern in the last two years. 13 goals, 15 assists, and 28 points on the year, averaging 1.077 points per game. Sam Colangelo is one of the best shots in our college hockey. Anaheim Ducks draft pick, 8 goals, 13 assists, 21 points, with 2 goals in his last 4 games. Northeastern needs him to be locked in in tonight's game. Gunawa Fontaine, junior forward, has the third most points on the team with 23 points. Seven goals, 16 assists, and 23 points overall on the year for the Nashville Predators draft pick. And then you got freshman forward Cam Lund, who was the first pick, or the second pick, that is, in the second round of the 2022 NHL draft to the San Jose Shocks. He has not scored a goal since November 18th, but 
One thing he's been doing very well is picking up assists, 14 assists on the year. And I'm hoping to see a big game out of him in a big stage. Cam Lund being a freshman phenom in the first half of the season and now struggling in the second half of the season. So if, uh, hopefully he gets going uh, and, and gets back on track. Northeastern really needs that. Only scoring one goal since his last goal on November 18th. That was his last goal against BU. So tonight is a chance again to score against BU. Uh, and obviously, they being in the Beanpot semifinal, the big stage to get back uh, on track and score a goal. As for Northeastern overall, they are 15th best in college hockey, allowing just 2.46 goals per game. Then you look at BU. And they're a wagon. Number three team in the POI's rankings. Number three team in the college hockey rankings. They've won seven games in a row heading into tonight. Outscoring opponents 38-19 to over that stretch. With six of seven of those wins being by two goals or more. They've just been dominating games. They've really been winning games by one goal or more. They've won six of seven of the last seven games by two goals or more. And they've scored three goals or more in seven of the last seven games in their win streak. And overall, heading into tonight, to tonight, have won 10 of the last 11 games. So, Northeastern's matching up against a BU team that's been a wagon. Boston University Hockey has been a wagon this year. And even last year, they were very good. But this year has been unlike the last few years for BU. They could legitimately win the Frozen Four tournament this year. And credit to senior uh, forward Matt Brown. He's been leading them in scoring this year. 12 goals, 25 assists, 37 points with 1.423 points per game. As a freshman defenseman, Lane Hudson hit four assists against Maine on Friday night, which was their last game heading into the Bean Putt semifinal tonight against Northeastern. On the year, Hudson has nine goals, 26 assists, and 35 points with uh, four uh, points per game, or 1.4 points per game overall with 26 assists, which is third best in college hockey. Uh, and one other thing about Hudson is that he's a he's on a ten game point streak right now, ten game point streak with three goals, fifteen assists, and eighteen uh, points over his last ten games played, including one goal, twelve assists, and thirteen points over his last five games played. So Hudson has been great for BU, as I said, averaging one point four points per game, and also twenty six assists, which is third best in all college hockey. Then you got Drew Camesso and Nett, who's been getting it done for BU. The Terriers have been thriving with him and Nett. He's a 90.9% save percentage, along 2.67 goals per game. Even though you can score against him, he does coming up, he does like coming up big in big moments. He played great against BC last Saturday at Conti Forum, saving 40 shots on 41 shots faced. Uh, so he's obviously a big uh going net has been making big plays for BU on the year, helping them to be the number three team in the country. And then Dominic Fensoria, senior defenseman, the captain for BU. Uh, and he's been just getting back to the lineup. He's only played one game uh, in the last five games or so. Returning to the lineup against Maine on Friday night after missing some games with an injury on the year. Fensori, eight goals, 11 assists, and 19 points with three game-winning goals on the year. And one thing about Fensori, he's like Jordan Harris was for Northeastern. Stays all the way to a senior year. Is... A senior captain, senior defensive captain for their respective teams, and can do everything on the ice. Help you stick handle and break through a rush. Can help you on the penalty kill. Can help you on the power play. Can help you set up a big penalty, uh, a big power play. And they can also, as I said, uh, be great in the penalty kill. And one thing about 
BU and I'm sure BU fans feel this way about Fensori like Northeastern fans and I have felt about Jordan Harris when he was with the Huskies. You never worry when Jordan Harris is out there. You never worry. You know there's never going to be a 2-on-1 or a 3-on-1 with Jordan Harris being late to get back. Just like Dominic Fensori, you know he'll always be back and being in the right and being in the right position. That's one thing BU does well is set themselves up with their speed. And that's one thing Northeast has to worry about tonight is BU speed. And Fensori has been great uh, at getting the puck in the offensive zone and starting a rush. And that's one thing I worry about as a Huskies fan heading into tonight's game. So Fensori being back in the lineup is huge for the Terriers. And now as for Northeast versus BU on the air, Harvard and BC have not played each other yet this season, so I couldn't really give a preview how they've played against each other this year. But Northeastern versus BU this year, uh, on the season, they have split their two-game uh, series on the air in home-and-home. Home. Northeastern winning the game at Aganis Arena, then BU winning in overtime at Matthews Arena. Northeastern won the first game 2-0 uh, with goals from Cam Lund and Justin Ritzkovian. BU beat Northeastern in the Saturday game of that back-to-back in overtime, winning that game 4-3 to in overtime. Lane Hudson had the game-winning goal in overtime for BU, assisted by Jay O'Brien in that game, uh, in that game-winning goal. Two very close games, though, 2 to nothing and 4-3. to That's just always how it is between BU and Northeastern. Last year, I believe, uh, it was one to nothing in the Beanpot final game, and then you look at what it was in the home-and-home uh, set between the two teams. I believe both of those games in the 2021-2022 season were one-goal games. I'm going to get that open real quick. It was indeed uh, one-goal games. November 19th, 2021, Northeastern beat BU one to nothing in overtime on November 19th at Boston University. And then Saturday, November 20th at Matthews Arena, it was a 2-2 to -two tie in overtime with Northeastern getting two goals out of Ada McDonough. He scored all three goals that weekend for Northeastern with a game-winning goal in overtime in that Friday night game. And then obviously scoring both goals, including a power play goal, uh, to set up a tie uh, for Northeastern. So last year it was... One nothing and two to two, and then this year it was two to nothing, uh, and also uh, BU winning four to three in overtime. So Northeastern is two one and one in their last four games played, uh, regardless of Beanpot games. Northeastern obviously ended up losing the Beanpot final game last year to BU. So if you look at the last five games, including the Beanpot finals game last year, Northeastern is two two and one against BU with all of those games. Just about being one goal games besides one of them. So four or five of those games were one score games besides the game Northeastern won this year, two to nothing. So so I'm excited to see what BC and Harvard look like, but I'm really looking forward to that Northeastern BU game. I think that'll be the best game of this tournament. Uh, obviously, with it being the semifinals uh, matchup this season and being a rematch of the finals matchup from last season. So now I'm going to get into uh, what the keys are to both teams winning this game. I've already broken down what the keys are to winning for uh, Harvard and BC. Now I'm going to break down what the keys are to winning for Northeastern. And one thing with Northeastern is that they have to let BU not dominate the pace of play. Do not let BU dominate the pace of play. The Terriers play very quick, play very fast. They like to force turnovers in their defensive zone, and they like going on a rush, and that's what Northeastern has to do. They cannot force or, or, or give up turnovers in the neutral zone. Because BU plays with so much speed, and they will beat you in a rush. They will beat you in any rush. So that's one thing Northeast has to do well, is not turn the puck over and not let BU dominate the pace of play. 
and they need an elite performance out of Devin Levi. That's another thing. I mean, you got to look at the goalies in net. Devin Levi is the best goalie in the entire tournament, and Northeast needs him to play that way in his B-Putt debut tonight. He played very well versus BU on the year, and Northeast needs this game to be around a 3-2, to 2-1 two, two to one game. Uh, anything over three goals, I think it might be tough for Northeastern to win tonight's game. So Northeastern needs a 3-2 to two game, just like BC needs a 3-2 to two game in that Harvard game. Uh, and then also Northeastern, their power play percentage this year has been bad. And that's one thing Northeast has improved upon tonight. They are 44th in power play percentage, scoring at just 17.2% of available power plays. But the penalty kill has been elite. Northeast have been very good in penalty kill. Their PK is 11th best in all of Division I hockey at 85.29%. But the reason why I say Northeast has to be better on the penalty kill is because BU finds themselves in the penalty box a lot. 4.74 penalties per game BU is averaging on the year, which is 45th in NCAA hockey. 45th in all of Division I hockey at 4.74 penalties per game. And Northeastern is 44th in power play percentage at 17% on the year. So, obviously, Northeastern is going to get available opportunities tonight, and they have to score on the penalty on the power play. They have to score. When BU makes a mistake and gives you a power play, Northeastern has to score on the penalty uh, against BU. They have to score tonight. And one thing is, they have to set up Ada McDonough. You're going to get available power plays. Set up Ada McDonough. He has seven power play goals on the year, which is seventh best in college hockey. Northeastern needs to find a way to set him up if they draw a penalty from BU. And one thing for Northeastern is they have to limit penalties. Now looking at the reverse. Northeastern has to limit penalties. They've been undisciplined all season, being 44th in college hockey in penalties per game at 4.73 penalties per game, which is just below, uh, just above, I should say, uh, BU. BU's 4.74 penalties per game at 45th best in college hockey, which is not great at all, and Northeastern is 4.73 uh, at 44th. So they're just one spot above in penalties per game. So there's going to be penalties for each team here, obviously, in tonight's game, each team being undisciplined overall in the season. But the key to Northeastern winning this is limit penalties, take advantage of BU penalties and win on the power play, and then also not let BU dominate the pace of play, and you need a masterpiece performance out of Devin Levi. As a BU, they got to just do what they've been doing all year. And that's rip shots on net, play quick, and put the puck in the back of the net. They are number one in hockey, in all Division One hockey, in goals per game, at 4.2 goals per game. So one thing BU has to do is just play hard, play quick like they've been playing, and put shots on net. Because it's been leading to scoring opportunities all season for them, and they have to limit their penalties if they want, if they want to win tonight's game. Even though Northeastern has not been great, on the power play yet all year, they have to limit penalties because the last thing you want to do is give a penalty in the third period in a one-goal game because that can change the momentum in a blink. So I'm excited to see what happens in tonight's game. I would make predictions, uh, but I know when I usually make predictions, it doesn't typically always go well, but maybe I will. I mean, it's my last bean pot while being a student in college. I'm going to make a few predictions. I'm going to go BC winning tonight's game 2-1. to one. Or no, Let's go 3-2. to two. I'll go 3-2. to two. BC beating Harvard in tonight's game. And then I'm going to go with Northeastern beating BU 3-1 to one, uh, in tonight's game. I'm going to th- go with Northeastern winning 
uh, a game, let's say, 3-1. to one. I think Northeastern will be up 2-1 to one to maybe get an empty net goal uh, in the third period to win the game 3-1. to one. Hopefully, I'm right in both those predictions. I'd love to see BC play against Northeastern in a Beanpot final. Northeastern has been in the Beanpot final in four of the last four tournaments, and BC has not been in the Beanpot final since winning in 2016. So it obviously would be interesting to have Northeastern play BC in the final. Uh, both of those teams played each other earlier in November, uh, earlier in the season. Uh, but I unfortunately, uh, was they played each other actually uh, three, four times this season. One time earlier in the year at uh, Matthews Arena. At, yeah, it was Matthews Arena. Then they played a home-and-home. Home, and then also played at Matthews Arena uh, just about a week or so ago now. Uh, but I was unable to go to any of four of any of the four of those games, so I'd love a fifth game here uh, between BC and Northeastern. So we'll see what happens in tonight's games. I said it will be on Nesson at 5 o'clock and 8 o'clock. I will be back in the studio tomorrow night at 7 o'clock uh, to talk all things sports. I always do and give a Super Bowl preview. Just after this episode, I will be talking about Tom Brady's retirement and the Kyrie Irving trade, but I'm going to stop recording this, so this is just a bean pot upload. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, it means a lot to me, and I appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy the Bean Pot tonight. It will be on, as I said, at 5 o'clock on Nesson. You can tune in and check it out there. Thank you guys for always listening. I appreciate it. Best of luck to all the Bean Pot schools, and I hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.